You are now listening to LFL Talk with Adri and Marcus. Hello and welcome to this week three episode of LFL Talk. I'm your host, Adri Mallows. Joining me, as always, is... Marcus Henson, how are you, sir? Always good, thank you, sir. And hello to all you lovely LFL Talk listeners out there as well. It's been a great week of LFL action. We've had that big rivalry between LA and Seattle. How are you feeling about that, Marcus? Boom! Yes, first proper rivalry of this year. Oh, man, did not disappoint. Now, join us when we come back for our roundup of said rivalry clash between the Los Angeles Temptation and Seattle Mist. The world's fastest-growing sport arrives to YouTube. Legends Football League. Break their confidence. Keep breaking their confidence. They've got nothing. They want to brawl. They don't want to play football. Intensity. Beauty. Subscribe to this channel and gain access into locker rooms. Inside the huddle. Get to know your favorite players. The one thing I want to do is just make everyone happy. Give 100%. And full-length games in high definition. Subscribe and never miss out on LFL Action. We come on now to our game review, Los Angeles Temptation versus the Seattle Mist. Seattle came into Los Angeles home, hoping for a big victory over their Western Conference rivals. Marcus, what did you think of this matchup, my friend? Oh, man, I mean, we knew this was going to be a, a roaring matchup because, of course, this is Seattle versus LA. Oh, man, grudge match galore. And, of course, really, that's that's what we sort of got because it was very close early on in the game. And then, well, Seattle doing what Seattle do. Got a really cushy lead going into the half. Yeah, and I think a lot of that was probably helped by a first-half interception of Jane Caldwell as well. And um, to start with, Los Angeles didn't seem to look their normal selves, but they soon came back into it in the second half, starting to make headway into that deficit. Their defence, wow, fired up, and they came out, get some sacks on KK, and just really slowing down the Seattle game, not being able to put any points on in the second half. Like you said, you just felt like they were just close, but no cigar this week. Indeed. Now, of course, as always, we could talk about this game forever and a day, but... Let's welcome on now our guest, wide receiver and free safety for the Seattle Mist, Jessica Hopkins. Welcome back to the show, Jessica. Thank you. Thanks for having me back. Oh, it's our pleasure. Now, when we last saw you at the end of last season, there was a lot of speculation about your possible retirement. What made you come back for another season? Oh, you know, it's hard. When I heard that everybody was pretty much coming back, Coach Chris was staying and, you know, KK was moving here and, you know, all those kind of key players wanted to go another round. I said, you know, there's no way we can't take this and and defend our title and get one more championship. So that is pretty much why I'm here because I just, I believe very firmly that we have a great shot at doing that and I think we're we're on our way as it sits right now. Speaking about the core players, a few of your teammates jump ship and are playing for Los Angeles this year. Did that add to the intensity of the game at all? Um, I think it did. You know, I thought there was going to be a lot more kind of scuffles and and getting in each other's face and there was a little bit of that but you know a lot of the stuff kind of happened um, there's a little bit of stuff going on on social media before the game and not really directed at anyone in particular but just kind of towards their teams um, there was a little bit of anticipation and build up in intensity with that but you know we just kind of take that stuff and we stick it on our bulletin board and we try to keep fairly quiet up here before the game and just do our talking on the field and and that's pretty much what we did. So 
you know, the more they want to do that, that's perfectly fine. It just adds fuel to our fire, which I don't think anybody wants. And thinking of the pre-game activities, one of your former teammates, Lily Granston, gave an interesting salute to uh, yourself and all of the Miss players during her entrance. What did you think of that? Um, I wasn't totally surprised. You know, part of that's just Lily being Lily. You know, we've talked a lot about it, and obviously I posted my thoughts on it. But, you know, I don't think it was totally directed at our entire team or even just Seattle in general. According to her, you know, it was just kind of talking more about like her past life and just kind of the last couple of years, things that she's been through was more of a salute to that. You know, I just told her to be careful because, you know, things can get misconstrued and she may mean it to look one way, but it, it sure came off another way. So hopefully she learned from it and we'll move on from there. But her and I are, are good at this point. Moving on to the game itself, you guys managed to get onto a dominant lead in the first half. Was there any one thing in particular that you could put that down to? You know, I think we were just, we had a really good walkthrough on Saturday, kind of brought everybody together, did the finest, final touches. Uh, we have so many weapons, you know, it's like just a matter of putting it all together on the field. And I think we just came in really focused. We knew that we couldn't make a lot of mistakes against them. Every time we play them, you know, it's usually within a touchdown or so or, or just a couple points. So we knew we had to really come out and set the tone. And I think we did that the first half, came out a little bit flat the third quarter, but managed to hang on. And I think, you know, when you can get those kind of wins, like Coach Chris says, you know, that says a lot about your, your character and your heart. So if you can win those close ones, you know, we'll take it. A win's a win. As you mentioned, coming out slow in the the third quarter, I was actually going to ask, is there anything you could put the fact that you didn't score any points in the second half down to? Um, or was it just LA defense came out and played according to their game plan and, and shut down what you were trying to do? Yeah, I think they made some definitely some key adjustments on, on both offense and defense. And, you know, and then we just kind of made some mistakes on offense, you know, and just little things that we just need to clean up and, and go back and work on those those things and hopefully not make those mistakes the next time. But, you know, it's hard to play a perfect game all four quarters. So there's always going to be that one quarter where it's just kind of like, oh, what are we doing? Why can't we get this going? And just trying to get in that rhythm. You know, it's, like I said, we have so many weapons. We do a lot of subbing in and out, getting different people and in different roles and you know, that can mess with the flow a little bit. So it can be an advantage and a disadvantage having that many um, such good, talented players on your team. But like you said, you came away with that win and now you guys are sitting pretty 2-0. and oh. One more win and you should be in the playoffs now. Big question is, will that win come against Chicago? <laughs> well, we're going to have two more wins, in my opinion. So, you know, either way, <laughs> we're going to get it against Chicago and Dallas. That's our mindset, you know, one game at a time. Uh, Chicago's definitely going to come in with some, you know, revenge on their minds and that case of that loss fresh in their mind, I'm sure. But, you know, they're a different team this year as well. And so we, you know, it's hard for us to plan for what they're going to have in store. Obviously, we know they've got Chris Dell, they've got Tamar, they've got some of the still the, the key players there. But as far as what they bring with the new quarterback, you know, it's going to be a whole different ballgame. To finish off the interview, we would like to ask you a few quickfire questions, if that's OK. OK, sure. What was your favourite moment from winning the Legends Cup last year? Ooh, favourite moment. Probably just uh, that first half coming out and just dominating them 20 to 0 in the first half. It felt really good to just kind of silence all the talk and just kind of the cockiness that they had. That was probably the best moment. Who is your biggest inspiration? Ooh, biggest inspiration. 
Probably my son, 15-year-old son named Braden. Where's my number when he plays football? He's number five as well. I bet that must be an awesome feeling as well to have him wearing your number. I mean, how did you react when he told you he was going to wear your number? Oh, it was pretty cool. He even told me, you know, that his coaches, when he asked, you know, or was told he could choose his number, and he said, I want to wear number five because that's my mom's number. I think that was the first time they probably ever heard that. (laughs) That was pretty cool. (laughs) Must have been an awesome feeling. Now, which teammate would you say works the hardest in training? Oh, gosh, that's a tough one. You know, I don't see what everybody's doing. I know everyone's doing it. It's probably got to be KK. I'd have to give it to the quarterback just because not only the physical abilities that she has to have to be able to make the right throws and run if she has to, but just the mental part of it. I mean, she's got to know every player's positions, blocking a scheme. She's got to be able to read the defense. So preparation-wise, just in total, I would say probably have to go to KK. Yeah, fair play there. If you could play for any other coach in the NFL... Who would it be? Uh, I don't think I could play for anybody else other than Coach Chris. Iron Man or Captain America? Iron Man for sure. He is my superhero crush. <laughs> <laughs> Bar none. You can ask my son that. He knows. Robert Downey Jr. is, is number one. <laughs> uh, I can see that. I can see that. <laughs> yeah. He's very charming. <laughs> well, in which case, this might influence this question. If you could have a dinner party with three other people in history, who would they be? That is a good one. We were just kind of talking about this at work a little bit. I think the funniest, like, funniest people that I could choose that just that you know you're going to have a good time would be Jimmy Fallon, Ellen DeGeneres, and gosh, we'd have to throw someone else in there. Um, I guess we'd have to get Robert Downey Jr. in there and just liven it up a little bit. <laughs> That's a pretty awesome three right there. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Now, before we let you go, Jessica, we would like to give you uh, a 10 second shout out. So it can be to anyone who has helped you, um, your fans, or even if you wanted to talk smack about Chicago, uh, you've got 10 seconds to do it. All right. Um, I'll just give a shout out to the eighth man. Our fans are awesome. They always bring the noise every home game. We've got more fans that travel on the road with us than I think any other team. And they're just always doing just little things to help us out and let us know that they're there for us. So we appreciate every single old comment and message and every, you know, shout outs that they give us. So just want them to know that we appreciate that. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for coming on the show today, Jessica, and good luck for the rest of the season. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Like your favorite LFL players and teams and receive breaking news stories. The LFL's official Facebook page, facebook.com slash my LFL. This is Sage Steinmetz from the Seattle Miss, and you're listening to LFL Talk with Adri and Marcus. LFL Mobile, giving you access to the gridiron goddesses of the LFL with exclusive photos, videos, live game reporting, and fan promotions. LFL Mobile, download on your Android or iPhone. We move now onto the part of the show where we're focusing on the upcoming game between the New England Liberty and the Austin Acoustics this Saturday. Now, of course, the big thing about this game preview is that we look at New England and Austin both coming in 0-1. and one. New England, a little bit humbled by Omaha in that first game. Maybe some nerves. They just didn't quite work out what they needed to do. It just seemed to be a little short. Austin, 
they let the I think maybe a little bit of the hype get to them very difficult first game but then again against the reigning champions big learning experience Adri what are your thoughts on the New England Austin game similar to yours to be honest Marcus both teams show promise I thought in their first games but Austin obviously had the the tougher opposition and you got to Shea Winfrey who looked like a great athlete and quickly decides whether or not she needs to run with the ball if there's no receivers downfield Austin receivers need to try and focus on those hands some key drops I know it was the first game nerves but we know we watched too many LFL games now to know that those drops will end up killing you later down the line I'm thinking to beat New England they've got to get early pressure on Alex Drake force some mistakes and control the clock with their run game thinking of the Austin run game I really liked what I saw from Michelle Marshall I know according to the official stats she only had about two yards it looked a lot more than that from what I saw and a lot more promising get her out of the eye formation and I think she could cause some big damage to that New England defence for me my matchups probably about the same thing New England really is about controlling the mistakes keeping focused and not losing their cool for me I think if they're going to try and do anything any real damage do like Seattle did attack that Austin secondary somewhat of a weakness there Austin on the other hand if they're going to win this that O-line needs to give Winfrey time in the pocket show promise when she's given time to throw under pressure you know like most quarterbacks next to useless however reducing the drop catches would be amazing by the wide receiver but they need to be aggressive on defense with that front seven if they're going to cause any real damage however we could talk about this game all day instead we know you'd rather hear it from the players themselves so this week please welcome to the show defensive end for the austin acoustics steph wicket welcome to the show steph Hey, thank you guys. Pleasure being here. Oh, absolute pleasure is all ours. As it's your first time on LFL Talk, we were wondering if you could give us a little insight as to how and why you started playing in the LFL. Well, I uh, first found out about the LFL from my fiance, actually. He saw it on Facebook and he's like, you got to go try out for this. Like, you'd be so good, even though I've never played football before. But he had lots of faith in me. So I was like, you know what? Why not? Might as well go try it out. And I've just come to love the sport and come to love the empowerment that it gives us girls that, you know, even a sport's traditionally a man sport, that we can play it and play it well. Now, a few weeks ago, you faced Seattle. Um, what was that experience like and how did it feel scoring the franchise's first ever touchdown? Well, it was definitely a very eye-opening experience. Um you know, be it that that was not only my first LFL game, but my first football game ever. Definitely learned a lot. You really learn what practice how you play really means. And nothing can really prepare you for the intensity, though, that comes with the game. That when you step on that field, it's just unlike anything you've thought that you've prepared for it. So it was definitely an eye-opening experience. And we learned a lot and gained a lot. And I think it's really prepared us to go into our season with a different outlook on how we're going to be on the field and like as a team it felt really awesome scoring that first touchdown it was almost like I couldn't believe it until I was like wait I'm in the end zone this is awesome and I think it really gave us a good momentum that we held on to for a little bit and so it, it was pretty cool I'll definitely remember that moment forever with that game in mind have the coaches changed or tweaked anything on the training field to get you guys ready for Saturday's game yeah um, we really up the intensity and the aggression level that we've come with at practice. You know, we played against the best team in the league. So that for us, that's a bar pretty high for what we should expect of ourselves for the rest of the season. You know, if we want to contend with the veteran teams and we want to contend with the best of the best, then that's how we need to go into the rest of our season. 
So I appreciate that we played against Seattle our first game because now we know what the best looks like. And with that, our coaches have also reminded us to keep that through our practices and through our outlook and mentality for every game to come. Even though New England's a rookie team, just like us, we can't underestimate them and we have to prepare for them the same way we prepare for Seattle. And I'm glad you mentioned New England, actually, as this week sees the first home game against New England at Cedar Park Centre. What's the anticipation like around the team to play in front of your fans for the first time? We're definitely ready to play some Texas football. And we're ready to show why we want to contend to be the best rookie team and one of the really strong contenders for that. And uh, we're looking forward to it for sure. We're ready to put a win on our record. We really want to take it to them, I guess you could say, and show them that, you know, just like they're not to be underestimated, neither are we. And we're definitely ready to play. We're ready to play hard for sure. Coming up to this game, is there anything different that you've done personally in your training routine to get ready from Seattle till now? I would say that I've definitely increased my intensity and aggression at practice. I mean, kind of like how our coaches have encouraged you. I've just made sure that I've done it myself. Uh, Not only does it push me, but it also pushes the girl going against me too. So as a DN, it's going to push my tight end to block better. It's going to push her to block harder and make sure she holds her pocket. And when I'm at center, blocking aggressively pushes my middle linebacker to come at me harder and to push me just as hard as I'm pushing her. So uh, that's definitely a different mindset that I've come into this game and practices since we've played Seattle. When we were talking to Stretch, we mentioned that this game is like Austin's housewarming party. Uh, with that said, what gift would you like New England to bring to the party? I'd like them to bring some fire and some attitude, you know, and show us that they deserve to be in this just as much as us and seeing what they're bringing. I mean, they're coming off a loss from Omaha. And so I hope that, you know, they have as much fire under them as we have under us. And so I want them to bring a really good, fun game for us, for sure. All the fans and everyone out there just really wants to have a good game. However, you'll be happy to know that's all the difficult questions out of the way. And we're going to wrap up the interview now with some fun, quick fire questions. So are you ready? Yeah. Okay. First one. Which superpower would you have for a day? I would love to be able to fly. That'd be so cool. Do you prefer eating at a five-star restaurant or having a homemade feast? A homemade feast, for sure. Nothing beats home cooking. Oh, yeah. You've got to have that home cooking. Now, on the field, would you rather catch a touchdown or lay a brutal sack on the quarterback? A brutal sack all day. All day long, brutal sack. To settle a bet, would you rather... A, arm wrestle, or B, flip a coin? I'd take my chances, arm wrestle. (laughs) (laughs) Nice work. Which teammate has the best nickname? Oh, that's hard. Man, I mean, y'all know that Stretch is, Tiffany's nickname is Stretch, so she kind of came with that. Um, I'm trying to think of uh, how many other players have nicknames. We haven't quite dished those out yet. We actually just actually we did just get this new uh, lineman who's really tall, so we call her Amazon, and uh, that's that's a pretty cool nickname, I think. But uh, it's between Stretch and Amazon, probably. <laughs> if you won the Legends Cup, the first thing you would do after the game is uh, probably call my mom. It sounds really cheesy, but <laughs> <laughs> I probably would call my mom. <laughs> 
And just to finish off, we'd like Absolutely. to give you 10 seconds just to shout out to anyone you feel deserves it, whether it be fans or um, people that have supported you along the way, or even just to 10 seconds to talk smack to New England. I think I'll take the 10 seconds to talk smack for sure. Go for um, it. <laughs> I just want to say that uh, this is Texas and we're, we're the king, king and queens of football for a reason. And we have the best football in this country because we do it right. So New England just better be ready. And uh, their quarterback better be ready too because that line is coming for her. Coming for her hard. So she better be watching both sides. Watching her bag the whole game because we definitely are looking for sacks all night long. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you all. I definitely appreciate it. It's been fun. Spunhead Productions are a small independent sound recording company based in rural Hertfordshire. We specialise in creating content for all your podcasting needs, whether it be field recordings, fox pops, or capturing the atmosphere during social events. Editing is a very time-consuming job, so Spanhead Productions are on hand to take away some of the burden for you. Just advise us on how you'd like your content to sound, and we will do the rest. We can even help you design and manage a website for your podcast too. Visit us now, spanheadproductions.com. Weebly.com. That's spamheadproductions.weebly.com. To finish off the show, we want to bring you our predictions for that Austin versus New England game. Marcus, I'm going to let you go first, as always, my friend. Oh, pressure is on, pressure on. I, I deal well under pressure, so that's why I'm fine giving this prediction. You know what? Defense is going to win championships and defense is going to win this game. It's going to be a slug match, I think. So I've gone for small score, Austin 13, New England 12. That reeks of a lot of defense, that kind of prediction, my friend. Defense wins championships. This is very true. Thinking of uh, being good at the old predictions, though, guess who's 2-1 and one so far on the predictions? Yep, that's right. It's me, the juggernaut that is Adri Mallows, getting two out of three scores closest to the actual scores. So here comes my uh, prediction. Drum roll, please. Austin 22, New England 18. If I get this one wrong, I promise I'll back off. <laughs> but until then, I'm going to keep on the roll, keep on the juggernaut that is the Mallow's <laughs> prediction game. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Well, you know what? I like how we're both going for Austin this week. Home field advantage? Yeah, we want to see what those Texas crowds are like, don't we, for the first time? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's going to be ecstatic. Now, all that remains is for me to thank our guests... Jessica Hopkins and Steph Wickett, our producer, Mark Taylor from Spamhead Productions, my amazing co-host, Marcus Henson. Remember, you can stay up to date with all of the latest LFL news at LFL360.com and you will also find our previous shows. For all of the games, WoW clips and LFL The Story episodes, go to the League's YouTube channel, www.youtube.com forward slash mylfl. Until next time, football fans, stay safe, take care, and thanks for stopping by. Bye.